Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Now here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Somebody who I can empathize with very well. He is the uh, son of uh, Bart Starr, the great quarterback of the Green Bay Packers who uh, just passed away uh, just about a week ago. And uh, I have known uh, Bart Starr since I was a kid, um, growing up in Los Angeles, and, of course, my dad playing for the Rams and having the opportunity and the uh, privilege to play against Vince Lombardi, Green Bay Packer teams, and Bart Starr. And I met uh, Bart Starr Jr. years ago through an incredible event that they do at the Super Bowl called the AIA Bart Starr Breakfast. And uh, Bart Starr with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Bart, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me this, Roman. It's, uh, it's, it's great to, uh, to catch up with you again. Well, first of all, uh, everybody in this country who knows anything about pro football, who grew up uh, watching this great game, uh, knows all about the personal, private, and public life of Bart Starr. So, first of all, from the American Family Radio family, we uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and we're sorry about your dad. But uh, your dad was was you know we've talked about this before, an incredible man. And when you read the first thing about what it says about him, it says Christian, and that's what uh, that's what's so awesome. That inspired him. That will continue to inspire us. And uh, we're, uh, we were lucky to have him as long as we did. As you know, we had a series of very serious strokes nearly five years ago, Roman. And uh, we were able to watch him uh, battle through a really, really tough time. And he really had to lean on his faith and his family to get through that. And he did and gave us another five wonderful years. So we have many, many blessings to celebrate. Now, he has a wonderful wife, uh, Cherry. His wife has been his partner in ministry and his uh, partner in life for so, so long. Uh, how, how is she handling it? Amazingly well. I uh, can only imagine what it would be like to be married to someone for 65 years, and I'm so wow. glad they were able to get through their 65th uh, anniversary just a matter of weeks before Dad passed away. Uh, what a monumental achievement that is. And um, that's a testament to... Uh, the values they held dear, and the fact that they uh, cherished each other every single day. And uh, w- what a privilege it, it has been for me to be able to just observe that uh, for the entirety of my life. So um, she's obviously feeling some loneliness. Uh, who wouldn't? But mom is a social creature, loves to be out and about talking to people, meeting people, sharing stories, and that's what she's doing. So uh, Roman, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on her, but I'm, I have every confidence that she's going to get through this okay, and, and uh, so far, so good. Bart Starr Jr. is with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, and for oh. some of you younger people out there uh, who love football, uh, Bart Starr, the MVP of the first two Super Bowls, uh, three, a two-time league MVP, three NFC championships, uh, the most dominant team 
uh, of the of the '60s was the Lombardi-led Green Bay Packers. And uh, but the c- cool thing about Bart Starr, uh, you know, uh, apart from his greatness on the field, uh, Bart was his empathy and compassion for young people. And um, you know, one of the great stories uh, that I remember hearing, uh, yeah. and he talked about. Donating his Corvette when he received his MVP uh, for the first Super Bowl to give to something that he and his wife had great heart for, which is the Rawhide Boys Ranch in New London, Wisconsin. I know that's, that's right. a huge part of your family. Talk about that. That was one of uh, the most wonderful occasions in my parents' life was when they met John Gillespie, who had uh, this vision for Rawhide. And uh, he approached my parents and told them what he wanted to do to try to identify these at-risk teenagers, uh, teenage boys specifically, who had um, come from troubled backgrounds, Roman, to then in turn introduce the Lord into their lives and show them that they were they had value, they had they had confidence in in themselves that they didn't know they had because they just hadn't received the proper sort of spiritual guidance up to that point. Some of the most heartwarming stories, Roman, that have taken place over the years materialized decades and decades later. I'll give you just one. I remember when I was about, oh goodness, maybe eight or nine or ten years old, at the inception of Rawhide, uh, mom and dad took a young man who was probably about 14 years old at that time out for a ride, and we just had a chat. We took him to his favorite restaurant, and um, during that ride, the young man asked my dad, he said, Mr. Starr, he said, are you rich? Now, from a monetary perspective, football players were very much in the middle class at that time, but Dad understood the the true significance of the word, and he said, young man, he said, if you have been blessed with God and been touched in a manner that you can always reach out and help those who are less fortunate, you will forever be rich. And about three or four years ago, up in Green Bay, at a presentation at the Packers Hall of Fame in my mom and dad's name, I ran into a person about five years older than I, and he said, Bart, by any chance, do you remember taking a ride with a teenage boy at Rawhide and a conversation I had with your dad? And I said, are you the young man he talked about, talked with, I should say, about what comprises a richly led life, and he goes, that's me. And he he described what he was doing. He has three lovely daughters. He is a leader in this community. He's a role model. When you see where he might have been otherwise had he not learned about teachings of God and where he is today, that's the legacy that I know my dad is most proud of and most humbled to have been a part of. As important as the championships were, they can't match something that significant. We all have our part, and let's not waste a single day when we could be making a difference. Because you never know, a tiny little change when a person is young, extrapolated over decades, can make a monumental difference. And you know that, my dad knew that, and um, we're going to try to carry that on as best we can. Um, I remember... My dad would allow me to uh, walk, you know, carry his helmet from the practice field back up to Lambeau Field, and then they would have the buses ready to go over to the training camp, uh, which is in Superior, Wisconsin, a little suburb of Green Bay. 
And what really stuck out with me was the fact that he would sign endless autographs while waiting to get on the bus. He said, without these fans, we do not have a professional football team here. And he goes further, every one of these individuals is just as important uh, at, the, at the public ceremony. Uh, we uh, Individuals all the way from uh, the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell, who was kind enough to come down and talk about uh, what Dad meant to him personally. Uh, we had individuals the crowd had never heard of, just close friends of, of our family that we've known for, for decades and decades, uh, talking about the same thing, the same values, the same uh, demonstration of character that was uh, based on uh, Dad's relationship with the Lord. And uh, here, you know, just allowing them to have their moment and, and tell individuals why that resonated in their lives and why it, it has, will hopefully make a long-term difference for generations to come was uh, really profound. It was a beautiful 90-minute service in which maybe you know, two or three minutes was discussed to football itself. And again, I, I, I in no way want to diminish the significance of those accomplishments, Roman, but rather to place them into context, as you cited earlier to your listeners, about using it as a, a platform for how we conduct ourselves every single day. There was a quotation that I never heard from your dad that said, uh, a person can't brood over one mistake or waste time feeling sorry for himself or take on any sort of persecution complex. Today I realize that once you have made a mistake, you must accept it, profit by it, and then totally dismiss it from your mind. Well, that, that is one of the, what a beautiful uh, quote that is. I've actually uh, not even thought about that one in the, in the last several days, but I recall it now with you um, setting it forth once more. He had a dad had a very challenging life. I mean, he he lost a brother when he was young. He lost a son to drug abuse uh, back in 1988. He struggled for his first few years in Green Bay before Coach Lombardi arrived, uh, and each time and, and and made many many mistakes along the way, as you might imagine. And each time had to persevere, had to rely on what really really mattered to him. Never lose his faith, never lose his trust, and stay with it and stay positive. And we saw what the end result was. He, he led a remarkable life and, you know, one that will uh, forever inspire us to continue to do good on, uh, good work on behalf of others. Is As I have attended the Athletes in Action Bart Star uh, breakfast at the Super Bowl for years and years now. Isn't it nice that, they, that we have events such as that? Because, Roman, you know, we, we live in a society where um, too much of the news I humbly submit, is focused on problems and negativity and, 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 and things that are going wrong in cities and elsewhere. That is not to diminish those, but we don't hear enough stories about what people are doing right. And I, I, I really wish that we could incorporate more stories that discuss precisely what you have just cited. Uh, the press loves jumping on the athletes who falter in their personal lives. But for every one of those, there are dozens and dozens and dozens who are doing things right and really trying to make a difference. And that's one of the things when I see you every year at the Athlete Connection Breakfast, it, it reminds us how much good is out there, how many people have their values in line, how many people are thinking about the entirety of their lives and, and what they ought to be doing on behalf of others. Your dad was so empathetic towards me and my family and my dad. Uh, my dad's had strokes. 
um, has had trouble. And the one thing that always I so appreciated every time I would see Cherry, your mom, and and, and Bart would be he he would first ask about my father, but more importantly, he would uh, he would say he was praying for us. And uh, nothing it just made me you know feel so good that he would take the time you know him and Cherry to um, to think about my family and to think about my dad and. Uh, it has always meant a great deal to me, and uh, I, I so appreciated that. So uh, he had a great impact on my life as well. That's kind of you to say that. I'm so glad that starting several years ago that our paths crossed again, and um, we were able to see each other at, at, at the meaningful event we were just talking about, the Athletes in Action Breakfast, and we've got you know so many more opportunities to, to do that as well as as other good works, and uh, I, I'm, I'm eager to go over and, you know, see you personally again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait till that uh, that early February event, Roman. I'm gonna come get together with you one on one and le- learn a little bit more about what you're doing uh, with this, this great program you have, as well as other things. And uh, you're kind to say that, and I know Dad had the greatest respect for for your dad, and um, that's that's how he was. He was genuinely interested in others, and in so doing, when you have that sense of community as opposed to a, a, a self focus. Uh, I think you're automatically infused with compassion, and um, that I, I, I hope that I can demonstrate that to some degree. I'll never quite match what my dad was able to do, but I hope I can at least carry on that aspect of his legacy to, to, to some level that would make him proud. Thank you for, for saying that about him, and when I see Mom a little later today, you know I'm going to tell her what you just relayed about both of them. You know, our whole family here at American Family Radio uh, has uh, prayers for you and your family, and we so appreciate the life lived uh, by your dad, and we so appreciate your life and, and, and your whole family and what uh, what uh, the next uh, chapter is going to be as you continue to uh, honor that legacy moving forward in so many ways. Uh, Bar, I appreciate you taking the time to come in, and uh, we look so forward to, uh, I'll look forward to talking to you very soon. Thank you. This has been a tremendous privilege, and my best to the Gabriel family. I look forward to uh, getting together with you again soon. Thank you for having me on. Bart Starr Jr. right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel III, your host, former NFL quarterback, and uh, also president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation. Remember, go to soldouttv.com for everything youth and family. Of course, she's WWE wrestler Mickey James, but... More importantly, when we talked at Super Bowl, she was talking about a new album coming out. She's had a couple of those. She's open for people like Randy Hauser, Gretchen Wilson, Rascal Flats, and she's getting ready to open nearby to where I live in Virginia uh, for Big and Rich at a really cool uh, NASCAR event. So uh, Mickey James back with us. Mickey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so great. How are you? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm awesome. Um, just following everything you're doing. And you know what? You're playing hurt. You you messed up your ACL a couple weeks ago. Um, it was just I just did it in Waco, Texas, like uh, two not this Saturday, last Saturday. Because I'm still we're still walking around on it and everything. And uh, then I got the MRI done, and they're like, "Oh, I have bad news. It's, it's your whole ACL. Like I've torn my meniscus on my ACL, and they're like, it's going to be like nine months." And um, I was I it was devastated at the moment because I had just gotten cleared and just came back and. Well, I've been cleared for like four months, but you know how television works, right? Like you, as I was brief, well, since I had that much time off in the prior and then coming back, I was trying to do something new and exciting with my character and we were coming up with all this stuff. We actually had like a really cool idea and it was my very first match back on the road and I tear my ACL. It's 
crazy. For anybody who says that this isn't uh, this isn't physical and, and doesn't take athletic ability and there isn't pain in this, please fill us in on that. Yeah. I mean, it's like being, I always equivalent to um, being in like a minor car accident almost every single night. But then getting in your car and driving 200 miles to the next town and doing it all over again. Uh, and that's like four or five days, you know, four days a week. Uh, you know, obviously we're trained athletes. We're professionally trained and, and we say don't try this at home. And we learn how to take our falls as, as gracefully and, and or as safely, I should say, as possible. But it still hurts. Like, you know, the ring doesn't have a whole – the, the, the ring, you know, is in itself like a, a steel frame with two-by-sixes on top of it and then a, what would probably be like a collegiate-style like wrestling mat on top of that with the apron. You know, okay. and it has a little bit of give in the middle, but that's it. Like, so if you can imagine hitting that every single night. What what kind of training do you do to get in shape for this physical toll, the traveling, uh, you know, the matches? You know, you're doing a lot of these live events. Um, so talk about what you do to keep in shape. Oh, man. Um, well, I've, I've become... I've become more into my yoga, obviously. Like, I've always always incorporated it, but I just think for, like, the toll that I put on my body, it just helps keep everything in alignment, and it just keeps me limber. It keeps me, you know, my flexibility. Um, so I do hot yoga. I have a guy here in Richmond that I do. It's, it's Soko Yo, like, Southern Comfort Yoga is what he calls it. Um, his name is Al, and he's amazing. So I do his classes when I'm home. Um, but it's a lot of calisthenics because you are thinking on your feet, you know, so I'll do football drills. I don't do those every single day, but I try to hit those. And I always do a little bit of cardio, at least to warm up my muscles and my, and my joints. Like even for say in the match, my match, it got stopped like not halfway through. It was towards probably three quarters of the way through the match because, and I wanted to keep going. I'm like, no, no, no. And the, and the rest ended up, you know, he just rang the bell on me because he knew, like, I went to go stand back up, and my knee buckled again. And he's just like, oh, you just rang the bell. And I'm going, no! <laughs> Former WWE Women's World Champion. And, you know, God has really blessed you, Mickey, because not only are you an excellent athlete and, you know, involved in this, in, you know, incredible industry that so many people watch, but you also love to sing uh, and have talent in singing. I mean, it's one of the most unique combinations. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. R- wrestling, you. wrestling and music. And so tell me about how the love of music started for you. Um, I've always loved music. I've played, you know, I played the violin all through my middle school and halfway through my high school years. And I wish I'd never put it down. Um, honestly, I, I, you know, I started, it was like high school, you know, so I started dating uh, my high school jock and I was trying to fit because I'd always been a nerd. Like I was very into my studies and very into my horses and my violin. And so I was trying to fit in with the cool crowd. So I put down my violin, but I still always sang or like did all that. Um, and it's just been such a huge part of my life. I found myself writing to either melodies to songs that were already on the radio, but writing, rewriting my own lyrics or doing all that. And uh, I was just really blessed because I went to Nashville with these handful of songs that I just wanted to record them to say like, hey, this is something I always wanted to do since I was a little girl. Like since I was recording on my A and B side tape recorder, something that I love and I'm equally passionate about. And it gives me a different outlet to express myself. And it gives me something else to be passionate about and not be so one center focus.
And now I'm working on my third album, and we've released like five singles off of that with SMC Music and Media out of uh, Grand Rapids. And and you have coming up in July. That. Coming up in July, she's yeah, going to be op- opening right for now, Big and Rich yeah, at and Richmond. At Rich- so- is it Richmond Speedway you'll be at? Yeah, it's at RIR. It's at Richmond Raceway, yeah, but yeah. it's at the Virginia Credit Union live there at the raceway. This show is going to be huge, and I'm so excited and nervous at the same time because, uh, you know, it, it's just such a huge opportunity to me for me, and I'm just really, really grateful. And when I got offered to do it, and then, you know, John Rich was, you know, obviously kind of signed off on it. It was such a huge honor for me, and it's here in my hometown. It's, a, it's in my backyard. That's awesome. So my family and my friends are going to be there. Well, not many people know about this, but in October of 2017, you got inducted into the Native American Music Awards Hall of Fame. What, what, tell, tell us about what's that all about? Oh, it's unbelievable. So, I, you know, they, they had contacted me the year prior, but I think I just went back to WWE, and I was so terrified of the schedule, and, and obviously with my son, and trying to juggle everything, and about coming up and, and presenting, or just coming up and, and being a part of it, and it's just so amazing because I get to like I you know I get to meet so many tribe, tribesmen and women and and now what tribe are you from, Mickey? Um, I'm from the Manapunai Indian Reservation here in Virginia. Okay, so it's Powhatan. It's just from the Powhatan Indians, but it's the Manapunai Reservation, um, and it's one of the smallest and oldest reservations in the country. It's I think it was established in the 1600s, and the Queen um, has come down, and we actually have uh, in the Smithsonian the uh, queen had handed over a crown that was made of all pearls, you know, which she had handed down, to, you know, given to as a gift to the princess at the time. And now that sits in the Smithsonian. But we also have um, Pocahontas's necklace in our wow. museum. And- uh, how important is your platform in terms of being an example for young ladies and being an example for kids out there? Oh, I think it's paramount. I think that if you are blessed enough to have have somebody believe in you enough and then, then you've, you've made it, you know, successful, like you've become successful. If you don't use that platform to do good and to hopefully inspire someone else to, to go after their dreams or to, you know, believe in everything that they want to be, then it, it really doesn't hold a whole lot of value. You know, like it's really... Like, that's kind of my thing. It's like, I didn't come from a whole lot, and I was very fortunate, not just because, you know, I, I was fortunate or, like, right time, right place, but it was a lot of hard work. It was a long time, you know, that I worked really hard for a very long time. But it wasn't just hard work and dedication. It was also, you know, having the faith and believe in myself and not taking no for an answer. And eventually they said yes, and that made that yes so much sweeter. But if I can inspire one person along that way, to believe in themselves, to keep trying and persevering no matter what odds are against them, and they achieve their dream, and they, you know, have their success and their happiness in that, then that's pretty amazing, you know, and and that's really a really cool thing. So that's kind of the thing of, like, if you're going to have these social media accounts and you're going to have these platforms, I I encourage you, I implore you to use them to help lift other people up and not bring people down. I realized, like, a long time ago, like, people can tell me no all day long. The only no that really counts, the only person that can tell me that you can't do it that's ever going to resonate or, like, really put that put that into writing is it when you say it to yourself. And so you just, that, and that was it. And it's like, it, 
and I would never say that to myself. I wouldn't say that you're not capable of doing that or achieving that. And I just refused. I refused to take no for an answer, not from anyone else and certainly not from myself. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's so cliche to say, like, you know, the only person who can hold you back is yourself. But it's so true. Because at the end of the day, the only person who you have to answer to is the person staring you back in the mirror. Man, you just you just uh, put out word for word what I tell students all the time is that you got to be comfortable with who you are, and if you're you, you know God's given you talents and abilities, and you have a responsibility to go after them. And she's going to be open for big and rich, man. And big and rich is boy, they're huge in country western. They're be... Matt. I'm so excited. I'm so you're so going to again yeah. that dates on that and where that's at and where they can get um, tickets. That's going to be July 8th here in Richmond, Virginia, uh, at RIR with at Virginia Credit Union Live. Where do they go to check out your music? Um, well, I'm on iTunes. iTunes, uh, okay. And Spotify and Pandora and um, Amazon Music. Obviously, you can, if you type in Mickey James, M-I-C-K-I-E, um, you can find me. Mickey James. Mickey, appreciate you coming in as always. It always goes by fast, but uh, we've so enjoyed uh, following what you're doing, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Mickey James on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk. Your source for faith, family, and sports.